Hey everybody, it's Enrique here from the Be Somebody podcast, and today's episode we'll be talking about my experience in the Sundance Film Festival, our upcoming graduation in May, and much more. Hope you all enjoy. Be Somebody Podcast, Be Somebody Billions. My name is Amadeo. My name's Enrique. And this is the serious episode. Oh my god, no, 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 no. Sorry, I was just, don't say that. I just start from the beginning, right? No, Do that it again. was good. We're no, that was weird. It. This is the serious episode. No, just just go normal. <laughs> no, we're keeping it. We're rolling. We're rolling. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Oh this my is episode God. 12. Enrique doesn't like what I say all the time. That's okay. Um, first things first, we broke our promise. We did. We're back on this stupid floor. <laughs> right on the table. Because, I mean, that's kind of the best setup for now, given this moment. But, you know, we're shopping online. We're looking at the listings on Ikea.com. I like Ikea. I wish there was one in our state. Yes. And then we'll get a new table. A proper table. Not a super low coffee table where we got to sit on the floor every episode. It was nice. It was nice to switch up, though. I appreciated being in the kitchen, though the audio was a bit funky. If you didn't get a chance to listen to our previous episode, take a moment to listen to it because it was a very good episode. We had a very special guest with us. And a very special guest. Very special. Oh, yeah, exceptionally special <laughs> guest, yeah. Cool, yeah. All right, so I miss y'all. I miss this podcast. I feel like we haven't recorded in a while, even though it's been a week. Yeah, it feels like a while. Just it feels like I was gone for a month. Yeah, I mean, you were. I did feel like you were gone for a while. You went out of the state. You went out of town. Oh my god! How? I don't know. Literally, how? Dude? I don't know. You literally dude. said like, I d- me, you like, saw me. You like, saw me do you it. Like, you were like, let me take this moment to make sure I'm on mute. And like, dude, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. That's just, your, that's just your trademark at this point. Like, I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's on that episode unless there's a text message sound. Yeah, it's really not. I'm going to try my patience with that, bro. All right, man. So we'll be talking about where you went. <laughs> how was your, you how, how your week? Uh, okay. My week. Let's talk about the new semester. We're three weeks in. Mm-hmm. We're about to be four weeks in. I love it. I'm having a great time. And I'm only having a great time because I know so many people in my classes. And I like sit by just a bunch of cool people that want to learn and want to talk about the subject at hand. And also just like kind of chill about it. Mm-hmm. Chill with it. Um, I'm at the highest level that you can be in terms of the marketing and marketing education so my classes are the capstone level it's just that's it after this like you're done you get your degree adios you're fine so i feel like everything that i am doing in my classes is more relevant to the final degree to my mm-hmm. degree so like yes like i'm here at the end of this journey everything that i do every day it's important it no longer feels like busy work to me because we're applying the concepts that we've learned in previous classes to everything that's happening or to activities that we t- that we do in class yeah. this semester. Mm-hmm. So it, it just all feels like it has a point. I feel like I am working, like I am improving myself, my mindset as a business professional and as, a, as an aspiring business professional. So yeah, it's been good. I've been enjoying it myself. And I feel like that's unprecedented for me. Because almost every semester in the last four years I've been at the school, I just haven't enjoyed myself or like the excitement wears off after this amount of time, after three weeks. And it just becomes like this routine and I just can't wait to graduate. And yes, I can't. I can't wait to graduate right now, but I don't feel like so restless about it. I feel like, yes, it's okay to take my time and to educate myself because this is what I want to be taking into the real world where everything that you do matters. You make an impression, you build your career, you make connections, 
and yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, so your week money. was good then? <laughs> yeah, my week was good. It's been good. I've been... <clears throat> Yesterday was really interesting because we went to see a friend of ours. She was going to read a poem at an open mic night at this brewery um, close to... Um, yeah, at a brewery. <laughs> yes. I was going to mention a location, but that doesn't really matter. So it, um, it's, it's just a brewery in town. Yeah. And this is the first open mic night that they were ever doing at that specific brewery. I think 50 people showed up to see it. And 20 different people spoke, um, read from pieces that they had written either for the open mic night or just sometime in the past. And that was my first time witnessing an open mic night. Mm -hmm. And I was just thrilled. I love to just stand there and see people expose themselves artistically, emotionally, and just to fill the room with the words that they had to say, yeah. the meaning. Something was on their mind. They wanted to let it out. Yes, some were nervous. Some were extremely confident. In the way that they, they delivered their their pieces and just to be able to like witness that and to see all this like love throughout the room you know everyone was just excited to listen to what someone else had to say mm -hmm. and you know people were clapping they were snapping they were being encouraging of each other and the entire time i know this <laughs> the entire time i just felt what i want to do with this podcast I felt that support. I felt that motivation that comes from your network. I felt the essence of our mission statement to promote a network of enthusiasm. Everybody wanted you to say something. Mm -hmm. They didn't care what it was. I want you to get up on that stage. I don't want you to speak your mind. <laughs> so just to be there, you know, it, it filled me up with this like... <sighs> Adrenaline? Yeah, artistic adrenaline. Mm -hmm. I felt so inspired. Like, yeah, I, I want I like like you wanted to go yeah, to I wanted work to, on I something. wanted to go home and like get to work on some writing mm -hmm. or some design, and just make something, mm -hmm. make anything whatsoever. Yeah, and I did not do that. We went to some after party, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I still feel good. I'm I'm writing mm -hmm. again. I still have to record that audio book. I know we mentioned that a few weeks ago, but I'll get there. I'm mm -hmm. taking my time with this microphone. I feel like. I don't know. I just want to give my like set apart a day to be able to do that. And that's proven somewhat difficult. But I'll get there. It'll happen yeah. soon. No, that's great. Yeah. That's cool. Have you been in an open mic night? No. Never. Have I actually no, I've been to one actually, but it wasn't like an official one. It was like uh more like a school contest type thing. And so we all needed to be there because it was like part of class. What was this? Ooh. I don't even remember. At some point in college, because it was at the university. It was like a talent show? No, it wasn't a talent <laughs> show. It was just like, I don't remember what it was, but I just remember being there and like hearing someone say like, like, like poetry. Slam poetry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but some people did slam poetry. Some people just read from poems they had written at some point in the past. And others sang songs, um, original music. And someone did like an interpretive, like... Like acting sequence, mm -hmm. which is cool to see. And they call it um. They call it the Coffee Table Collective. That's a cool name. I like I, li that. I liked it. I, liked I like it that little. name. It has a nice rhythm to it. So it was called the Coffee Table Collective. It was their first meeting. They want to do it every fifth of the month, just once a month, mm -hmm. which is kind of unfortunate. But I suppose they can only really get the space infrequently. Um, it was a cool bar, dude. I've always passed it, like on my way back to the apartment and i look inside and i can see inside and they got like these uh edison bulbs hanging from the ceiling and just like this nice cozy space it's got warm yellow lighting inside and those big like the vats of like the stainless steel vats that you see mm -hmm. uh, they might not be stainless. i don't know what they are but <laughs> yeah like at a brewery uh -huh. um older clientele older people 30s 40s mm -hmm. so it was mostly older people saying all these things or doing them? no no all the people at the open mic night to witness the open mic night mm -hmm. were 
very close to our age. I'd say in their 20s mm-hmm. and early 30s at yeah. most, mm-hmm. but mostly somewhere in their 20s. Everybody outside at the bar <laughs> was, <laughs> was like 30, 40, 50, yeah. beyond that. They mm-hmm. were just chilling. Um, it was fun, though. It just felt good to be there with the yeah with the people that I was with. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's um really important, especially like in what we do, to go to like events like that that are like accepting to creatives or like for creatives. Because like you mentioned, I definitely agree. You get that, you get in that mood where you just want to like also just do something, you know? Yeah, and and it's really cool because um. I feel like for our kind of realm, it's important and it's really necessary to open yourself up and be vulnerable. And sometimes it's hard if you don't like see someone else do it. Well, anyone do, whether if it's artistic or scientific or Mm -hmm. whatever other discipline that you might find yourself doing. Like-minded people, inspired people, motivated people. Like I said, no matter what you do, they will make you want to improve and to keep going. And mm-hmm. that's just the kind of thing that I would like to surround myself perpetually. Yeah. With Yeah. And yeah, I mean that, that that's, that's my, that's my, mm-hmm. my goal. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. There's not really a whole lot, a lot more to say about that, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, find your network, keep that network, that's keep cool. it strong, support your friends, let your friends support you. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So are you, are you taking, I forgot if you mentioned, but are you taking a full class though this semester? I'm taking 18 credit hours. Wow. Six classes. So I have five in-person classes. Mm-hmm. Do I? I yes, I do. Yes. yes, I do. Okay. I have five in-person classes and one online class. Mm. I hate online classes. I've come to hate them. Yeah. It used to be like when you first get an online class, you're like, yeah, I don't mind. Like, I feel like online terms. classes are just kind of my fucking terms. accepting that it's you're not going to learn anything. It's just going to be something you do to get the credit. Yeah, kind of. I just I feel so isolated in an online class. Mm-hmm. I feel like just a uh, just like another like username. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it feels so impersonal. Like I don't I don't know what my classmates look like. I don't know what my professor looks like. Mm-hmm. I will only know that if I meet them during their office hours, which I don't really, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it feels like a lot of the time during my online classes, the learning was up to me, which is, it's, yeah, always, which it's, is it's up always up to you, but it just felt more like, <laughs> more like, like, I don't know. I couldn't really ask a question unless I wanted to send an email. I didn't want to like take that extra mm-hmm. step because I couldn't like raise my hand or just well, that's what I was saying. Like, walk for up to me, the professor after class. It always feels like just like, like a box I have to check, like just something I got to do. And it's not like this place where I'm going to learn something. It's just like something I got to check off. And there we go. Done. Yeah. No, I feel I felt that way. So that online class isn't too bad. The professor is nice, mm-hmm. at least from the tone that I can tell in their like syllabus and their introductions. Yeah. Um, all my other classes are in person. I like all of them. Good professors, good people. Mm-hmm. And yes, this will be, I suppose I'm hoping to make it my defining semester at the university in terms of academic life, not social life. That's my defining social semester happened already happened. That shit, that, shit, that shit passed like two years ago. But I mean, no, I don't really want to say that because that's like looking back on like, oh, it's never going to be that good again. When That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just uh, I felt like I did so much that semester. I was like left and right popping here popping there saying what's up to this person meeting this new person and just being so immersed in campus lifestyle like that was truly the student life like (laughs) yes like you go to class you meet up with your friends go out or you chill in your room and i don't know it was just like it felt so so college yeah (laughs) and i hadn't had that that was my sophomore year i hadn't had that the previous three semesters so one full year and then one semester because i lived at home i commuted Mm -hmm. i was a commuting student that shit sucks but i mean it's not it's not too big a deal because home is only an hour away mm -hmm. um it's still kind of a drive though i've done that drive so many times dude at least 300 times (laughs) at least i've put like i've put at least fifty thousand miles in my car just driving back and forth from the highway 
That's insane. At least fifty thousand. Yeah, I remember I had to do it for like a week during uh, summer, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Every morning driving there, every night yeah. coming back, and then yeah. just knowing the next morning I have to have again to do, do the drive. Yeah. But I will say that I probably finished a lot of audiobooks and podcasts <laughs> through that drive, which yeah. is, I guess, also like bright side too. I know. Yeah. Audio entertainment makes things easier. Mm-hmm. Be somebody podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll make any drive fun. Damn. So you, you're living life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always living life, but I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. Not that I haven't enjoyed myself in the mm-hmm. past. It's depressing to say. Um, but this is definitely way better semester because I remember... I feel like last semester. I you hated were, last semester. Then yeah. I hated the semester before that even more. And the semester before that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just because you know you're going to graduate and you're just like, all right, this is it. The final stretch. Yeah, that could, that could have something to do with it. The final stretch. Are you nervous to graduate? No. I'm are you, ready. Are you excited? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've already lined up. I haven't lined up anything actually, but I've. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I got, I got a job I'm offers like left I'm and like right. <laughs> I like that guy's like, yeah, man, big things are coming, bro. Big soon, bro. And he's like not doing shit. He's like in the same fucking place for five years. I don't know. Nah, I don't want nah. But <laughs> let's not put that energy out there. But I've applied to an internship in Denver, Colorado. Oh, that's exciting. I don't know if I'll get it, but I'm hopeful. We'll mm-hmm. see what we can do. And there are also plenty of other internship opportunities or even part part-time or full-time employment opportunities um, for someone with my degree and for my set of skills. (laughs) Don't you say it like that? (laughs) I don't know, because I just feel like, I don't don't know, I don't want to say that. He's like, yeah, my my set of, I don't know. Okay, but like, what about like the physical feeling of like, of knowing in in May, you're going to walk the stage fully dressed in the gown and your family's gonna be there you're gonna good. go I, up there shake i think the president i don't know whose hand someone's hand it might be the president of the university how does that work though so all of us are gonna grab or ugh, all of us are gonna sit inside that big space and they're gonna call us one by one mm-hmm. yeah no wonder it takes like six hours yeah damn are you gonna be there at the main event no, i'm not going to the main one i don't want to sit there for six hours Do you have to sign up for the main event i think so but I think the way it works is like they don't have they, they don't have a list. So like when you go up there, you give them a piece of paper, and then they like re- say your name. So like you don't physically have to sign up for them to say your name. You just show up and give them a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Do they like draw from a hat? No, like you hand <laughs> the speaker a piece of paper, then they grab it, look at it, and say, "Amadeo Hughes will be graduating with a bachelor's in business." Wait, 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 wait. The- who hands them the piece of paper? You do? You hand them a piece of paper. At the very beginning, before the event begins. No, you, like, you line up. You know, you know how they go by rows by rows? Like you, the rows? Okay, so they, you, you, you line up before it all starts. No, 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 no. So you walk in. It's a giant assembly. A bunch of chairs laid out. Everyone sits down, depending when you get there. Then they start in the front row. And they bring the first row around. And then they have that first row lined up. Then you go up one by one. You hand your piece of paper. The person grabs it, says your name, what you're graduating. Then you walk over, shake the hand and one, and just continues like that. Hmm. So, like, they don't, like, have a giant list of, like, 600, 700 names. Is there a student government graduation? Uh, I don't think so. So, it's just, like, organizations. and Are there for, like, fraternity and sorority? Yeah, there's a Greek life graduation. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't be there because I'm... <laughs> there a bit in Greek life. Um, I probably will probably just go to the one that's... uh. Like in Spanish, just because my parents, <laughs> so they can understand. That's about it. I mean, you can go to your college one. The Anderson graduation? Mm-hmm. The School of Business graduation? I could probably also go to the College of Fine Arts graduation. I don't want to go to multiple. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I want to sit through six hours of waiting for my name to be called and then going back to my seat. <laughs> you know? I think you can just leave after that. <laughs> I would leave. Like, I would, yeah, I would leave too, unless yeah. I was like waiting for a friend. Because that'd be mm-hmm. cool to see. Um, yeah, I think I might just go to the business graduation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can be cool. I'll just like show up in a suit. Huh. Grab it and then be like, all right, now what? Like and then they don't even give it to you. They give you like a piece of paper that just says that you'll be receiving it in the mail because they mail it to you. Oh. <laughs> so it's just like a giant show. Yo, can we talk about our last graduation? 
<laughs> oh my god, our last graduate. Oh god. <laughs> all right, give him all context. Right. Our high school graduation. <laughs> four years of high school. No, freshman, six years, sophomore, junior. Oh yeah, six years at our school, but four years of high school. Yeah, yeah. Junior year, senior year. But it was basic graduation for the six four years. Four years of work. <laughs> four years of BS. <laughs> <laughs> I get to my graduation. We get to our graduation. We're all sitting behind the speaker. They got a big podium. The podium is facing this audience. Parents, friends, other members of the family. Hundreds of people in that space. Thousands, I'd say. And we're just waiting there. And we're so, you know, like I'm all giddy. Because like we're about to graduate, dude. I'm like, I feel it all throughout the air. It's like, yes. Like we're here in this moment. And they're like, Amadeo. And like they say my full name. I don't want to say my full name. That doesn't that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amadeo Hughes. And then it's just like okay. with, that, with that same tone and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh man. And so then I walk up, striding up to my to the speaker. They hand me the red leather folder. Our school color was red. They hand me the red leather folder. I shake the hand of the principal, shake the hand of the vice principal, and I shake the hand of someone else. And I walk back to my seat. I'm ready to see my diploma. What does it look like? Let's find out. <laughs> I open my red leather folder. Dear Amadeo Hughes, we are withholding your diploma because you have one too many absences or some shit in this class. So because of this, you are unable to receive your diploma. Please speak. I don't know. That's all they said. I was <clears> like, oh, my God. And I knew exactly what class it was for, and I knew why. So at our school, tardies used to count as absences if you got more than three. And I tended to be late. I forget, <laughs> I forget why. I'm sure I had my reasons. And yeah, all that just stacked up to be more than nine absences. And after nine absences, you fail the class or like drop the class or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, they, they didn't give me my diploma. Like, no, we're not giving it to you because you have, like, failed to show up to this classroom in time. So, I mean, nine absences is quite ridiculous, if you ask me. I don't know what, how the fuck I let it get to that point. But I guess I was just tardy so many times and must have missed a few days as well. And so I had to talk to the teacher. And she was retiring that year. Was after, she really? Uh, yeah, she was retiring or some shit. <laughs> after that semester, after that year. And um, I talked to her and she told me, if you help me clean up my room, clean out my room, I'll take away the tardy. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm, remember, I'm remembering incorrectly. I talked to the principal. He told me, well, uh, I'm sure you could talk to her about some way to get rid of this absence. This extra one absence. I mean, one tardy added up to one absence. That was just too many. So it was like, if you can get rid of just one tardy, we'll give you your diploma. So I went to go talk to her. She said, if you help me clean out my room, I'll take away the absence, the tardy. I was like, okay. And so I did. I took down posters. I swept. I, like, stacked chairs and I mm -hmm. pushed tables. And then I saw her as a human being. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, <laughs> that's like a weird term. It's just, like, I hadn't, I'd only really seen her as a teacher. I never really bothered to kind of develop a genuine connection with this particular teacher mm -hmm. um, until that moment. And so we just, like, kind of talked about my future plans, her future plans, and just like our lives. And then I just, in that moment, I saw her as more than just a teacher. It took me that fucking long to do it. Yeah, I only had her once though, to be mm -hmm. fair. Um, yeah, I cleaned out her room. She gave me a hug. I got rid of that tardy and <laughs> I got my diploma one day after everyone else did. Your reason is a lot worse than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say the the same thing happened to me where I go up there and grab my diploma. I I was I was fully aware that thinking that I was gonna be able to get my all right wait context versus context. So right around our senior year, um, they decided to give us all iPads. Um, for you know I guess just every student gets an iPad and that's like kind of your tool that you use. And they were you know using Google Classrooms and whatnot. And so, you know you have an iPad assigned to to you as a student. And so I was. And 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 in the end of the of the year, you turn it back in, and so I was like, "Yeah, cool. Here you go. Like, I'm done with school." And keep in mind, my senior year, I had 
the first semester I had two classes and the last semester I had one class. So I really only was only at school for an hour in the mornings. Like I was like so over like high school. I was just like ready to <laughs> disappear. And so I turn in my iPad. I'm like, oh, I'm done with school. Like I've been done for a while. And I'm up there graduation, grab my diploma. And I go, <laughs> I go and sit down just like I'm there. I open it up and it says, you will not be receiving your diploma because you have, <laughs> because you, you have, <laughs> because you didn't turn in the charger for that i for the iPad. <laughs> So they literally held my diploma and didn't give me my diploma because I didn't turn in a cable, like an like an Apple cable for the iPad. Like a cable. They got my diploma because I, I didn't oh turn it in. Oh, my God. So that, and then we graduated like a Friday. So I couldn't even go Saturday morning. I had to go Monday morning, like three days after, <laughs> and go turn in a cable, a cable. And then my, my principal was like, all right, here you go. And I was like, really? Really? <laughs> That's fucking bullshit, dude. I understand, like, it's their property and they need it back, but... To hold out a student's diploma for a fucking Apple charger? Give me a goddamn break. That was funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't know how we got to that point of talking about graduation, but yeah. Well, because we were talking about gra- about um, college graduation because it's upcoming. <laughs> and then I wanted to talk about high school graduation because that was, that was what it was. So my high, my, my high school diploma is equal value to an iPad charger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. Apparently it's worth less than an iPad charger. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and I had to do chores for mine, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's funny. But yeah, graduation. Good times, bro. I still have my diploma. Do you have yours? I don't know. Literally. I think I do. It must be somewhere. It must be somewhere. I know, yeah. where, I know where mine is. Mm-hmm. I've never been asked to present my high school diploma. I don't know I'm about to. I'm, I think after I graduate, I'm gonna take it off my resume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you probably I even, should. I don't even really know why I still have it on my resume. To be fair, <laughs> I don't think I have it on my resume. <laughs> I yeah. might actually have it. I don't know. I feel. I always felt kind of proud get, coming from that school because it, it was very small, you know. And it's kind of like you belong to like a pack, you know. <laughs> That's like what you rep, especially here in in our university, where a lot of people come from surrounding schools here. And it's kind of like, oh, where are you from? And people like talking bond. And I'm like, oh, I'm from this school, you know? And I'm like, what's that? Yeah, exactly. Where's that? Exactly. Is that like a private school? No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah. High school, middle school. <laughs> no, let's, not, let's not go down that path. We're going down that path down for that an path. episode. I'm done with that, dude. I don't really want to talk about that ever again. I just thought it was relevant to At least it was a funny thing to bring up. All right, man. What did you do last week? <laughs> How was your well, week? Tell me about your week. I had um, a very hectic week. Mm-hmm. So as some of y'all know, my major is film. And so it happened to be last week, the biggest film festival in the nation, Sundance Film Festival. And Park City, Utah. Park City, Utah, yes. And I had the opportunity to go. And so I went to Sundance. And it was a blast. <laughs> Start at the very beginning. Tell me about the road trip. Um, it's like an 11-hour drive, mm-hmm. which was... Honestly, I felt so bad because I had told my my friend that I would help her drive like half of it. <laughs> you, didn't, I did you, didn't not help, do, you didn't drive a single no. minute? <laughs> She's all like... Yeah. I'm so tired. And I felt so bad because I, I had her come pick me up at my house because I couldn't meet her anywhere. And oh, so... No. And keep in mind, originally the plan was that I was going to take my car and I was going to drive the whole way. Mm-hmm. But last minute, like my car, like things were coming up with it. So last yeah. minute she, she volunteered to take her car. Yeah. So she picked me up. We had, we hit the road. Um, yeah, you know, she starts driving. Honestly, I found it very like productive because <laughs> I caught, I caught up on watching a bunch of movies I've been meeting to watch. So I watched like four Doing movies. On the way to a film festival to watch movies, which I thought was like funny, but yeah, like I was just like I, I could tell she kind of was like looking over to see if I like me for me to be like oh I'll drive now, but I was just like engaged watching my movies. <laughs> you let your AirPods in. Yeah, I literally had my AirPods <laughs> in. Just, hood on. Yeah, just literally <laughs> just looking down at you. Yeah, phone. just literally yeah. Poor thing. Yeah, I felt bad. <laughs> Anyways, we get there. You're um, jerk. 
Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right, and then uh, we hit day one, and you know we're all excited and whatnot. We go pick up our passes, and right right off the moment, like everyone's so friendly, so friendly, and just meeting so many people from around around the nation and even around the world actually being in one spot and all going for like the love of film mm-hmm. it just like you just get this feeling like you mentioned in the in the slam poetry where you're just excited to you know all right let's go watch some films mm-hmm. and you know we watched the first day was really cool because i went with a total of eight people yeah eight people and so the first day we watched all our films together just like back to back and um it was really cool too because we we saw like a horror at midnight in the night mm. and um yeah it was cool experiencing that with like those eight people and then our second day we all kind of had separate schedules from there on out and so the second day we really got the opportunity to see films but also explore the space because they have a bunch of like events going on a bunch of tents with different companies about like film and whatnot so you just go around usually there's like free food free drinks free everything you're just like networking meeting people talking about film going and seeing uh films and really i like i was blown away because that was really the first well keep in mind when you watch a film you go in you watch it obviously and after the director and like the crew and sometimes even cast comes up and they have like a 15 minute q a and for me that was really like the first time i ever really saw a director in the flesh like i just saw your film it was really good oh now you're there and you're talking about your film to us and that just like blew me away. That was the first time ever. There's yeah. there's like one professor at, at our university that's like done like a big, big film. And like even then, like it came out like 90, 1997. So it's like kind of in the past. But like he's still like technically like the first like real director I interacted with. But this was like present films. And, I, and some of those films, like they got picked up like for Netflix, for like hulu amazon like like big distributions like these films will be coming out the next few months like on netflix and whatnot and i'm pretty sure they're gonna do well because they were really good but just being able to talk to them and hearing their thoughts of or just even just seeing them like like tear up that they're so excited like just got me so excited about film and around like the third or third day i think there's like one very like like big big thing that i went through which was I went to watch this film that me and my friend, because it was seven, it was eight of us. So me and my friend go and see it. And the story like revolves about basically, well, I'll shout out the name because I think everyone should watch it because it blew me away. It's called Identifying Features. And essentially the story is um, basically about a mother that lets her son go to cross the border in Mexico to cross to the United States. And essentially, she loses touch from him, never hears from him. It's been, like, three months. So she, like, goes out to find the clues of, like, what happened to her son. And that's all I'll say, because <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything. But essentially, by the end of the movie, I was, like, I was crying. And I usually wow. I usually don't cry at film. I don't. I really don't. Wow. There's been about three films, up, no, four films I've, I've cried. And I, I was really crying. And the director comes out. You know, she, she you know pours her heart about this yeah. film and whatnot and you know I, I i asked her a question and you know i i said it in spanish because you know i felt this connection with her and then again i translated for the audience in english and you know she answered it and it was a really good question i don't want to be pretentious but she was like oh that's a great question <laughs> um she answers and whatnot so then and then something special about something that's really like is it's not like it doesn't feel like hollywood where there's like security guards pushing people back like the moment the Q&A ends, everyone just gets up and you can literally go up to them and talk to them. And so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I went up to her and I was like, hey, I just like really, well, actually, I don't want to say what I said. I felt like it was a very... Just it, keep it between you and her. Yeah, exactly. It, it was, it was it. between me and her, but I like talked to her for legit like 10 minutes in Spanish. We had this like full conversation. And by the end of the, by the, end of the conversation, we were both like in tears. Like the director was in tears, I was in tears, yeah. and like I just like hugged her. We were just like really? hugging, like wow. this director, like like your your film just moved me. Like we're like literally hugging, yeah. and um, yeah, and then and then I just left. But like just that, yeah. I'll probably hold that that interaction for me the rest of my life. Like, yeah. like it really motivated me to to one day be in that position where. I move someone so strongly, like she moved me, mm-hmm. that they want to come up to me and like talk to me about my film, you know. Yeah. 
That's and, so touching. And yeah, and like I felt like I mean, I feel like everyone wants that for like whatever art they do. And I feel like I gave that to her and that's why she was also crying. And yeah, yeah and it was just beautiful. And yeah, that was probably my favorite film at, at Sundance. And there was these two other really good ones too. And um, yeah, I watched like 14 films in total. It was like, it was crazy. And something I was really surprised was I would watch like three, three to four days every day. I mean, sorry, three to four films every day. Like, some of them starting at 8 a.m. all the way to, like, 9 or 10, 11. And I was very surprised that I was not, like, tired where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch another film. Like, I was genuinely excited every time I went in there because everyone was so, like, high spirits. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. It just it just blew me away. It was the first time really being in the heart of the film industry. I met I networked with so many people. I yeah. met people from USC that were there, people from New York, like, students as well as, like, professionals. And it's just kind of insane and i'm like just genuinely excited to start working in the industry and like really like deep diving in this in this realm because everyone there was just like so great um but yeah it was it was amazing that's all i can say <laughs> I'll, I'll probably for sure be going every year from here on out really that's every how, year that's how much it is make that promise yourself yeah every okay. year i'm gonna go i'm even thinking about volunteering next year Cause it's like it's Sundance. It's like a independent film festival, so mm -hmm. it's purely run by two thousand volunteers, and and of course they have like, um, like higher ups. That they're on a payroll, but the majority of the festival is run by like volunteers. Volunteer. Yeah, but there was other like really cool things I did, like, and it's just like it, it, you're in the heart of a film and and art because they have a lot of like live installations and something I really really cool I did that was like both frightening but cool was they had this VR experience where you go to the space and you float in space. And so what you, what you do is you go into a pool, they give you like a, a snorkel mm -hmm. and they put the VR and you, they literally bolt you to like a sandbag in the middle of a pool and you just float in water and you like go through this like VR experience for like 10, 15 minutes. Really? Did yeah. They give, did they give you like a wetsuit or did you just go in with a swimsuit? No, they give you a swimsuit. Yeah. Yeah. I literally have a clip of it of me doing it. I, I'll throw I'll <laughs> yeah, throw it on the, the YouTube. Put I'll throw it on the, the YouTube. But yeah. you want me to show you? Like, you can have show me after the. Show me after the. Okay, I'll show you after. But yeah, it's just like me floating. It looks like I'm dead on the video. I'm just like <laughs> floating. But like that was so cool. Um, Damn, that's dope. And like it was just like blew my mind because I did that experience and like it was so dope. And I get out and like the creator of the of the thing is there and you can just go up to him and talk to him. Dude, that's such a unique and exhilarating experience just to be able to like see a piece of work and then immediately see the creators of that yeah. piece of work just show up and talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. And they want to oh, talk to you awesome. about it. Yeah. And they want to like hear about, oh, what do you think of this? What do you yeah. think of that? It's just, it's it's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's so unique. I've been like going to go see a movie at the movie and then like the actors walk out or like the, mm -hmm. the director and the rest of the crew. Dude, and, that'd be so cool to see. And it's insane because like I mentioned, I everyone I there is in the film industry and it's like, it's such a unique experience watching a film like filled with pe like all the seats are taken. It's hard for you to find a seat and like watching a film with such an engaging audience where for the scares or for the, the parts where you feel it, like everyone there is feeling this and you're sharing this experience together. It's just like really the beauty of, of going to the cinema, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely something that this is kind of off topic, but not really, but something that I always like debate with people where I feel like, some streaming platforms like Netflix, although they are good and are more easily accessible for like everyone to watch stuff and for filmmakers to like sell their films, I feel like it might be killing the experience of going to the cinema because very much back then it was like this this thing that you go and experience with someone yeah. opposed to just like being in your couch and watching it, which is like a pros and cons. And this is a debate like that people have all the time in film. Mm. And yeah, I don't know, like after see going through that, I, I really think, the, the, yeah, the cinema, like, that's the best way to watch a film. But, yeah. <laughs> it, but yeah, Always. nothing, I mean, but, nothing, nothing, nothing but good things from well, Sundance. Nothing beats, like, getting together with the people that you like to be with and then meeting up at a movie theater or mm -hmm. going to a movie theater and just like, yeah. sitting down in the dark, sharing popcorn and mm -hmm. got your drinks and then you just enjoy something for an hour or two. Mm -hmm. I always like that. I mean, you could do that on the couch, too, but it just doesn't feel the same to me. Yeah. But it just blew my mind because Park City... It's like a small city, like the population there is 7,000. It's like a small little like city. And essentially, the, they have like this main strip where like all the theaters are and 
all the pop-up events and whatnot. And so you just walk around and literally just like how I mentioned, the directors are also walking around, the crew and cast is walking around. So you just see them like the next day just being human. And it's just like insane to me, you know? Just because yeah. you would think Hollywood and you would think like people like, yeah. like oh, security and whatnot. But like, no, it's just like they're just walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, Sundance was an amazing experience. Dude, it's going to go every year. I'm jealous. You I'm should not, go. I'm you should jealous. really go next year. I'm not jealous. I just, I wish I would have been there with you. That would have been super cool to mm-hmm. see. But yeah, I've never been to a film festival. I've never been to a music well, I mean, festival. You, I've, never, I've never been to any festival. <laughs> you, you, I, I mean, so. I don't know if you want to consider our film festival a film festival. Oh, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was. I mean, because we got so many students together to showcase their work. We had a, how many pieces? 12? Yes. Yeah, 12 different short films. Mm-hmm. So yes, it was my first film festival. My only film festival experience. Mm-hmm. I love that though. The yeah. future. Mm-hmm. I want to go to uh, like other <laughs> film see. festivals. Like there's South by Southwest in Dallas. And then there's the, one the, the what is it called? I want to say Telluride Film Festival. Telluride Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And the one at Ken. Yeah. Ken. Ken? Ken. Ken? Ken. 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 Is that? <laughs> oh, cans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that how it, you say it in French, though? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that one, yeah, that one's probably right, probably the, the biggest. Um, there's also TIFF, which is in Toronto. Toronto International Film mm-hmm. Festival. It just like seems so accessible, Sundance, because it's like a drive away, you know, opposed to like these where you would have to have fly the, out. Yeah, fly the fuck out. It's yeah. gonna be a thousand or more for mm-hmm. a ticket, and then you gotta pay like. I can't imagine how much the tickets are for those film festivals. Oh, yeah. Those are probably insane. That's where, like, the big films, like, screen. Like, I know uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood screened at, at Cannes as well as Parasite at Cannes. A mm. um, bunch of other ones. But, yeah. <laughs> film festivals. <laughs> film festivals. Check them out. <laughs> Broaden your perspective. I think it's important to, like... Cinema to like go to these things that are in your in your in your field you know mm-hmm. whether it's like networking events or i don't know science fairs or <laughs> whatever yeah, you're into <laughs> yeah science fairs mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah mm-hmm. i agree 100 percent. conferences yeah festivals exactly because definitely coming back now because i literally just got back sunday and it's thursday wait city's thursday yeah well, it just feels so good because you mm-hmm. immediately realize that you are not alone yeah, no, no, but it was it was more like like that energy we were talking about where I got back and like right off the bat, I met up with my film crew and I was like, all right, let's work. And I've been working nonstop every day and I'm probably going to go work right now after this. Talk about that. Oh, right. Do you want yeah, to? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, you have it linked on social media anyway. So yeah. As well. So this whole this whole year, it'd be my senior year. I'm working on my capstone, my senior thesis film project. And... The first semester we kind of spent writing up our script and it's funny because coming back from Sundance, I basically, <laughs> I basically, excuse you. I basically uh, <laughs> looked it over and just like, re- like rechanged it completely just cause I was so inspired and, and like really like, it's like really looking and studying like great films and story structure, like maybe like look with at my, at, at our own work and kind of mm-hmm. restructuring it. But essentially we just went live yesterday or tuesday on our indiegogo which is essentially kickstarter but indiegogo is, is yeah crowdfunding for for films and yeah we have is it little, just films or other independent projects actually it might be into independent projects um but yeah we just went live and we have like a little pitch video which is kind of a little subnoptic no not sub- it's it's a it's a tone of the film and we have a little like behind the scenes of our progress through the semester which I'm personally very proud of. I, I feel like we've been putting a lot of work in the behind the scenes documentary. And yeah, it's it's really kind of a scary but also exciting feeling mm-hmm. because I'm like essentially sharing this thing I've been working on for basically almost like seven months now to the world, you know, and it's just kind of out there now. And yeah, I've had a lot of a lot of feedback. A lot of people are going up to me like, oh, yo, this is this is this is nice. Mm-hmm. Something that I'm really proud of that a lot of people told me is like, it's very professional, which is like definitely what we're going for. But yeah. And then we're s- scheduled to shoot in about 37 days. February 20. I mean, I'm sorry, March 20, 20th. We're starting production. Well, 
Yeah, I would love that compliment as well. If I were a film student to hear it looks professional. So like this piece is like essentially our last piece to t- like close off our, our college experience. And so we're trying to give it everything we got. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can tell too. Everyone can. Yeah. It I'm looks excited. good. It sounds good. <laughs> Dude, I'm excited to see that. There, there's thing. a lot of pressure, honestly. I feel a lot of pressure now. I bet you do. Yeah. But I mean, you'll get by it. It's yeah. going to work out, obviously. I, he told me that, uh, one of the members of your crew told me that you guys are aiming to premiere in early May. Yeah. So actually, this is really Mid-May. sad too, because um, essentially we have a giant screening where we show all of the senior thesis for like the whole film department, like everyone that's majoring in film as a senior, you premiere it in this theater, like downtown in the city. And it's like a big premiere, like tons of people go and basically you show off what you've been working on. And then, you know, you have a little Q and a with, it. and it's just like a big like celebration. It's also like, Oh, here's everything I've been working for on here. It is, you know, it's the premiere. And so the day that that falls on is the same day that my graduation falls on that same day. <laughs> so it's like, I, I have to go to graduation. Like I can't, you're not going to be able to make it to your own screen. Yeah. I'm not going to make it my own screening, which really oh, sucks. What? But then again, I'm not making it for like that, you know, like that reason, but it still sucks that the first but, I mean, time you, we show it to a big audience yeah. in a movie theater, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to see that. Yeah. I mean, you can plug it into the movie theater, the, um, we have on campus. Yeah, I can. Is yeah, that that's director? that's what we might do. We might hold a private screen. Who knows? I but, think you should. I think you should. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we will see indeed. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for you, dude. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of things in the works, you know. And then classes are, are rough work but that's that's just how it is just gotta put in the hard work it's starting to feel good to put in hard work in fact i agree i agree with that i don't think i've ever regretted putting hard work into something i was proud of Mm -hmm. i remember when i wrote my first big piece in high school i made that my priority so i would miss out on social events and other things happening on campus or off campus with other students in favor of working on my movie. I'm not my movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's something about you. In favor of working on my mm-hmm. on my writing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I, 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 I never regretted it, though. Mm-hmm. I never felt like Ugh, I just missed out on all these amazing moments with my mm-hmm. classmates, which I mean, I did, but it didn't feel like a waste. Mm-hmm. Because I chose to work on something that was ultimately important to me. And I got it done. But I don't know. Just like I was talking about student films, I'm talking about <laughs> beginner writing. While I, it was my first real piece, extended piece, I worked on it for years on end. I still feel like to this day, I don't think it could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. and that's fine though yeah it is i mean maybe at some point in the future i'll decide to go back to it in some mm-hmm. way yeah but i just don't know i can tell that i wrote it when i was young and to to bring it up to the level that i believe i am currently within would take a, a complete rewrite but like sometimes like some of those old projects are better left better left alone yeah and it's I better just, to like reflect on it in future oh yeah because I, I see it as like a little time capsule yeah exactly you know, I was like this is what my mm-hmm. writing was like when exactly. I was first getting into just, just like I'm sure like a year from now looking writing. at the first episode of the Beast Movie podcast we're gonna be be looking like wow well, look gonna, at me well, dude I look at the first episode <laughs> that we published on YouTube which is episode zero the launch party and mm-hmm. like I think even we look younger <laughs> in that video even though it was yeah semester <laughs> of college age it is yeah dude yeah I know honestly this past semester was so hard <laughs> you got like bags in your eyes yeah. and going gray but um a little backtracking a bit a bit what we were talking about like working on stuff I recently had this conversation with someone and I was telling them how, how I'm, I'm taking the time to work on this like project on the weekends. Um, and 
that person also had the opportunity to work on it. And he told me that he, he like saw it and didn't think that was worth his time for whatever reason. But, um, I, I made the argument to him that, oh, I took it because I feel like just like anyone, even though you might think like that, like one aspect of it isn't as good. Like I strongly feel that you can learn something from anyone, like truly anyone. And so I personally felt like I needed more experience on that per, per that specific side of production. So I hopped on the project and I'm working on it right now on the weekends. And though like I feel like I'm more, I guess, and more skilled in some some fields of the production, I'm like very much not skilled in the other aspects of production, like uh, like uh, directing or things like that, like really working with actors, which is what I'm like learning right now. But in terms of like actual production, I feel like I'm more like higher level than them because I feel like they lack production. But I'm learning so much, even though like some people would say it's a waste of time because looking at the project on whole, they think, oh, this this isn't really that good. But I still decided like, all right, I'm going to put my time into this and learn something. And I've been learning a lot, a lot. So I was just kind of like, I wanted to bring it up because I felt like I was saying Really, I feel like you can learn something from anyone, truly anyone. Well, yes, of course you can. And that's so great about that. I mean, that's what's great about creating that network of people mm-hmm. that are like we've mentioned. They want to do what they love to do. Yeah. And so you, you know, you just bounce back, mm-hmm. back and forth with that energy. And it's just like this. This is how I can grow. Yeah. As an artist, as a person mm-hmm. with my network, because people are important. Yeah. I can't do it all myself. I can't grow by myself. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. Who is that director that makes it a point to learn everything on set? Is it David Fincher? Yeah, probably. Or <laughs> or David Lynch? No, one of the Davids. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, I think it might be David Fincher. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he, this director wants to know everything that happens on set and how to do it professionally so he'll learn lighting he'll learn sound he's a director so he knows you know how to move people on the screen i don't really know i'm not too familiar you, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know yeah. a bit more a lot no, more than no, i do yeah um and cinematography too so mm-hmm. i guess he just like has these conversations with people so like he can find himself at the same level so it's not just um a one-sided experience it's like two people with knowledge take this to an entirely different level because they're yeah. able to like mm-hmm. they lift each other up that's what i think is so cool mm-hmm. which goes back to no yeah I, strong I creative people mm-hmm. actually I don't, wanna, I don't know if i want to talk about that okay i'll talk about it, it was just this conversation <laughs> i had with one of my uh i guess my mentor for my like research um uh i guess assistantship i'm doing where we had this conversation where we were talking about basically how to i guess really get the most out of a an organization whether it's like it, it truly is like really any organization whether you can it was actually it was more about like changing organization for the good because we were talking about like there's a lot of problems in this organization or that organization and like how can we fix them and we were talking about how a lot of people from the outside just kind of like just throw ideas at it or like oh what well, should you guys y'all should do this and we we're talking about how the the only real way to like change the organization and help it for the future generation is really going through it and like learning everything about it to then fully understand why it can't or can't change or how to do it mm-hmm. instead of just like being on the outside exterior and just kind of being like oh y'all are doing this wrong and then we were then implementing that knowledge to uh like a research paper and how to implement that in research and it, it like really got me thinking to a lot of things that, that I kind of look at like that. I'm thinking, oh, well, I, in our university, a big problem is, um, oh, we hate parking, you know, <laughs> like their parking enforcement is like very. They're vultures. They're vultures. They're vultures. I hate them. Um, and it's just like more of a Everyone matter. Knows. Yeah, it's just more of a matter of like, instead of just hating, like really understanding why. Why they do what they do because yeah, they exactly. want to <laughs> rake as much money from you as possible. But like then like really, those pennies. really looking at the structure but of like, where? like why the university is based Alas. like that and where like it's lacking, you know, like, it, you know what I mean? Like that thinking of, and I think that that thinking can really be implied to anything. Like if you want to become a director, well, my instance, 
uh, you have to kind of like learn everything, understand how it works and the ins and ins and outs of whatever business you're trying to do. And yeah, I don't know why I went down that, that trance, but yeah. <laughs> Organizational improvement. Okay. So you look within the self, mm-hmm. like in the context of an organization within the organization in the context of yourself, mm-hmm. look within yourself, exactly. but you apply it to, so that works on the individual level as well. So, okay. Where do you draw the line from accepting external critique and being like, okay, hold on. I'm going to pause on listening to that for a second and kind of think about everything within me to see what I could be doing better. Is there a line that exists at all? Cause I mean, you, you hear the critique, mm-hmm. you listen to the feedback and you absorb it in one way or another. But mm-hmm. does that like, do you pay attention to how that is, is absorbed within yourself or is it just, I think it's very much like based on your opinion, just like linking this back to something else I was talking about. Uh, I had this conversation with someone at actually at Sundance and we were talking about how like some of the film, like the film that I cried at, like I went in there loving it. I mean, I came out of it loving it and someone else just has seeing the same film as me seeing the director and whatnot came out thinking, Oh, I didn't like it. Yeah. Or like go me going to a film that I hated and them coming out, yo, that was amazing. Like they were clapping and whatnot. It was, it's just like everyone kind of has their own opinion. Mm-hmm. And especially in art, you work. really that was me really fully seeing that you can't really have a film that everyone will love. Well like, no, no, of course not. I mean I like what you said earlier when um so that like we really have to look within ourselves to know like what we can or cannot do realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somebody's saying like oh, I don't like this, you should do it this way. I was like, no, let me tell you why we can't do it this way. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they'll understand because they don't have that intimate perspective within even you on an individual level and the organization on the whole, as the whole. Um, so I guess yeah, that's how you can um, discern between, distinguish between what is relevant. And what is irrelevant? Yeah. In turn, in critique. Mm-hmm. I mean, as as long as everything is constructive too, because yeah, I think critique becomes instantly irrelevant the moment it's toxic, the moment it's hurtful, the moment it's mm-hmm. meant to like make you feel bad about something. Yeah, and that's why we what you were mentioning about even like the the slam poetry. It's important to find like an area where it's accepting and everyone kind of is supporting one another. Yeah, and it's all positive. Which hurts too, because even then, like I, I heard some people after the open mic night happened that, you know, they would make a comment about this poem or say something about this and be like, I don't really like that, mm-hmm. which I understand, you know, like you can, you cannot, you're able to not like a piece. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we were just all in that environment together to be sharing our work in what was meant to be and intended to be a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like hold the critique for an open mic night that doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you really want to critique it i don't know begin a relationship with somebody with yeah. the artist and then do that on like a personal level not out in the open right there mm-hmm. i don't like that uh, just at least exclusively in the context of an open mic night where you just like people are so scared anyway they're so nervous anyway support people mm-hmm. be happy for them and be thankful for the chance to listen to something that they were scared to share, that they now have the courage to express to you. Yeah. And I love that. And that's, I love being there. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good way to end the episode. Yeah. Just getting a little long, but. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed is a good spot to stop. Man. Yeah, yeah. I don't, dude, I love talking. <laughs> um, make sure. We've been coming out some good episodes, I think. I really think some of the previous episodes have been like some of the best episodes we make. So if you haven't taken the chance, make sure to listen started. to these past episodes. We're just getting started. And Ooh. just know that me and Amadeo have been talking. We have a lot of things planned and we're excited to really push, be somebody into something big. Yeah. Bigger than what it is. I feel like I'm just waiting for you to say your little thing because you always say it. I make sure to follow, is, yeah, follow watch us on the YouTube video. Subscribe to YouTube. Watch us on YouTube. Tell us what you think. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a DM. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Enrique wants to hear from you. Maybe we'll reach out to you first. We've done that before. Yeah. We'll do it again. As always, take care of yourselves. Support your friends. Support yourself. 
Be positive. Be happy. At least try your best to be. And if you can't, <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to those that care about you. My name is Amadeo. My name is Enrique. This is the Be Somebody podcast. Take care. Takes.